Welcome to the Binge Podcast. My name is Mike. And I'm Jonathan. And this is episode five. Hospitality. (laughs) So we plan this trip almost in the same way that you plan a post-college trip. And we wanted to talk about hospitality because our goal was to travel pretty much as long as we could on a budget, but we're not 22 anymore. We're, you know, 26 going on 27. And so we were trying to think, how does this fit into this model? And we came across a lot of really interesting stories staying in B&Bs and hostels and Airbnbs and hotel bathrooms and things all across the board. Yeah, exactly, Mike. And what we're going to do in this podcast, hopefully, is we're going to cover... I'd say four main uh, options for when you're staying somewhere abroad, and we're going to come to some different, maybe shocking, actually, conclusions related to each one. I think that's right. So it's a little bit of like an Angie's List suggestion box of places to stay if you're traveling, depending on what your budget is and what your timeline is. And how old you are. And how old you are, and what you're looking for, and what your bedtime is. And uh, I think we'll touch on some pretty fascinating themes that we found abroad as we go through this podcast. And maybe some themes about the future of hospitality and how the industry might be changing as Maybe well. some life lessons for the hospitality industry. Yes, and I think if you've listened to our episode uh, three and episode four on the death of the Irish pub and then American Airlines, I think you'll see a lot of connections to those themes about changing times and about corporate, uh, the big corporate man kind of sticking it to you sometimes. Yeah, I think you'll find some of the rage that comes through in our last episode but also some of the warmness of the Irish countryside that we talked about in the previous episodes as yes. we go through this. So we're actually not going to start in the Irish countryside for once. We're going to start in a, the city of Munich. We are. We're jumping to Germany here. And we love Germany. It's, well, it's, well, it was kind of crazy. Mike love loves Germany. Germany. I love Germany. And we're going to cover that a lot more in episode eight. We are. It's just, uh, it's, it's a huge love I thought I'd never have. Uh, But we started in Munich because that is where we fell in love with doing this episode. Because we were at the Wombat Hostel. Yes. And we were drinking a pitcher of Sex on the Beach, which got us a lot of really good stares from uh, most of the 21-year-old girls who were staying at the hostel. And we started to think about, you know, what we were doing there. Exactly. We were staying in a private room. Well, no, sorry, we had two roommates that time, that awesome girl from Australia. Yeah, I believe it was New Zealand, actually. Oh, that's right, because we talked about the flag. Yeah, so we were staying in this hostel. Yes. And we realized that, you know, this wasn't our demographic because we wanted to go to bed at 10 p.m., and that wasn't as possible. Yeah, so basically, as, as we're kind of touching on right now, that that first option of places to stay abroad is hostels. And it's the first thing we thought of when we thought of a cost-efficient way to live, a cost-efficient way to stay. And we heard about these great hostels. It was almost, you know how you like just automatically type in Facebook when you open your browser? When I thought about traveling, I just typed in hostelworld.com because I thought, I'm on a budget. And of course, that's what I'll do. And to be fair, hostelworld.com has an excellent app, which is fitting perhaps because of their catering toward millennials. Yeah, they're, re- they're really up on their app game. But... You know, we wanted to go to bed at 10, and that just didn't work. So we thought, you know, where is the hospitality industry for people like us who are traveling on a budget? Exactly. And we have stories that we could go into about 
we would stay in these rooms with these people and and Mike's being a little, you know, uh, embellishing. We we would try to stay up. We felt like we were pretty cool. You know, we would stay up until maybe 12 some nights, but they, they were literally well that first night in Munich. The first night in Munich, we went to the beer house. One of us doesn't even remember that night. Well, I mean, just the end of the night. Okay. But that's because we were misled. We were told the bars were closing at midnight for Black Friday. And so we were told to, you know, just continue to drink our beers until midnight. But then midnight rolled around and they told us that only applied to German bars. Yes. And just to be clear, I think Black Friday is the holiday after Thanksgiving for shopping. I I think we're talking about Good Friday. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, I'm a Jew. Friday before Easter. But <clears throat> that's okay. Um, but the whole point is that, you know, we did stay out a couple nights. We did stay out a couple nights. We're not pathetic. But also... Generally, we're, well, we were trying to be up in the morning and, you know, go see some touristy things. Quite frankly, though, there was a generation gap not only with staying out, but just with general interactions. I think we were at least four to five years older than most of these people we were staying with. It's true. And so... It felt like we were their parents sometimes. Sometimes. And sometimes they were our parents. It just depended on the night. But we didn't only stay in hostels. But hostels is sort of the good place for us to start here because that's really what we needed. We needed sort of a budget accommodation. And the only thing we found at first were these hostels that sort of we feel like catered to you know, also caught like the other half of millennials, those millennials that aren't over 25. Yeah. So I think we've pretty adequately hit the point about there being this awkward stage in life when you're, you know, between the ages of 24 and 28, when you want to be economically wise or older, why can't a 55 year old person travel on a budget or 55? And there was that one very creepy person in that, in that hostel in, in Budapest. Oh, uh, that's true. That those that's true. the people actually had to leave there. I shouldn't tell the full story because it's a little well, inappropriate, graphic. a little graphic. But basically, this older man's well, uh, roommates a, had to come stay in our room because of the. That's true. There were like two main rooms in this hostel, and everyone from our room just moved into ours because of this situation. Yeah. So you see these guys sometimes, but the point is they don't fit in. And and where can they go? I think that's one thing to talk about. You should have gone to the street. I also think maybe we can play a quick game right now, Mike. What should we play? I think we can do a quick word association for the listeners. Just hit, let's call them out by name. Let's do it. Let's just quickly hit all the hostels we stayed in throughout our trip across Europe. Wombats. Wombats. You're starting off strong. I think by far. That was the best hostel. By far the best hostel. If you're going to stay in a hostel in Europe, stay at Wombats. They give you towels. It's clean. You get a patio. You, they give you locks. They give you, like, everything. Not the locks on the bagel, but the locks to lock up your stuff in your room. I wish they gave us locks well, on the yeah. bagel. We had to pay for that breakfast. But they give you drink tickets. And they give you free breakfast. Speaking of breakfast. They're excellent. And not, like, the Shire breakfast, but real breakfast. Oh, my God. So that's that leads us to the next hostel. The if Shire. So this place you have to stay just for the story. But if you are in Killarney... Which we did tell you not to go to in in episode... uh, But if you find yourself at a Killarney tourist pub and you need a place to stay, you should probably stay at the Lord of the Rings-themed Shire Hostel. Yes. Which, if you didn't know, like me, was not filmed in Ireland. Uh, But this hostel still caters towards all Lord of the Rings fans that think it was. And they have a bunch of Hobbit-themed beers... And really dirty rooms, and they give you, like, a year-old box of cereal in the morning. 
Yes, and they also, I believe, give you some uh, some type of mealy grain that you can add milk to. Yes. That, in addition to the cereal, I think it's some type of oatmeal. Yeah, and there were there were some coffee rinds around. Yes, but um, but that's besides the point. The Shire is is the Lord of the Rings themed hostel and bar to check out in the city of Killarney. Let's talk about the generator for ten seconds. Well, the generator was great because we stayed there <coughs> in Dublin twice. and twice in Dublin and somewhere else. Where else? In did we Berlin. Stay? And well. Berlin, Berlin as well. Berlin was a little bit of a step up from the Dublin generator, but uh, the generator I'd say was like a. A five of ten hostel. Yeah, it wasn't it's, Shire quality, it's Wombat's but also, light. Yeah, Wombat's light. It's a, it's again Wombat's and the generator are both big chains that you'll see in all the big cities in Europe. And yeah, but stay Wombat's if you get the chance. But generator, nothing to hate on the generator. It just wasn't wasn't Wombat's level. And that's kind of where hostels are going. They're kind of being, um, they're kind of being franchised and and swept under this big business logo and mantra like wombats in the generator and that might not be a bad thing right we're well we are right now telling everyone to stay at these two sort of big corporate hostels instead of the smaller ones like like the one in tremor that one was great the beach haven hostel was 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 great it was attached to a bnb but it didn't really have all those amenities that the bigger corporate ones have so maybe there is something to this corporate culture of uh, of staying, of staying in hostels, corporatizing yeah. hostels. Yeah. yeah, sort of like the Wow Airlines. Of course, not American Airlines, but you know the Wow Airlines of hostels. That's that's okay with us. Um, yeah. So, but the Beach Haven was great in Tremor. It was. It was good. It was. It was a weird time to be in Tremor because Tremor is a very touristy town, and we are not there during tourist season. Yeah. So we, I think, got a little more of the authentic feel of the Irish countryside, the Irish coast. Uh, in that in that hostel and 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 always in hostels if you're going to stay at a hostel please 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 meet people you have to meet people it's very it's very important almost like airbnb we'll, we'll get to later but meeting people and staying with people that's the whole point of staying in a hostel there was that one guy who was weirdly cooking dinner next to us in Tremor, and i felt like that enhanced our experience yeah and we met people from every country like we could have Probably a podcast on each person we met. Remember all the people we met at Evergreen House. Yeah, so we're actually going to get into that in a minute here. Uh, let's 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 try to maybe shift a little from hostels to talking about the next type of place to stay abroad: bed and breakfast. Bed and breakfast. And so the Evergreen House was kind of a mix, I'd say, because I couldn't tell from their online listing what they were, and since we never got to stay there. We could never actually tell. Well, let's tell the listeners the story. We can we can be honest here. Okay, so we're gonna give you some some hashtag truth, as the millennials will say, about the Evergreen House in y'all in y'all, which is not pronounced Eugle. If uh, it's spelled Y O U G H A L for those who aren't aware, that's right. But it's definitely pronounced y'all, as we heard. So we had uh, hiked about these pictures are beautiful online. We. Hiked about 12 miles that day. We got into y'all. Our friend Evan took the bus instead of hiking. So yes. he got there. Though friend is at this point sort of a strong word, I think. Right. So he had abandoned us on our hike. We're hiking to y'all. And he's sitting in a pub. And he texts us and says, I've got some news from the bartender when you get here. So we think maybe there's a free pint waiting. Maybe a delicious Guinness stew. <laughs> maybe someone was from Massachusetts and could talk to us about stuff like that. 
Yeah, maybe the Celtics game was magically on. I mean, your shoes were broken at this point. We were we were really tired, and we get there, and they say, we hear you're staying at the Evergreen House. And then they all laughed at us. And we said, this isn't funny. Can I please have a Guinness? What's going on? They said, the Evergreen House doesn't exist. They just have a great website, and they take your money. And this happens to a lot of people that come through here. Yeah, and quite frankly, I have a lot Go of... the American a- Airlines. I have a lot Ireland. of anger. Um, and I'm not going to direct my anger toward the Evergreen House, actually, right now. I have a word... No, their scheme is brilliant. No, I have a word for Booking.com. <laughs> Listen, Booking.com. You, with your switching sides and your wildfire lies and your humiliation, you've pointed out my flaws again as if I don't already see them. And I've been going back and forth and back and forth with Booking.com. And it's quite frankly for the good of the people. I'm trying to let them know, hey, you're advertising this this B&B on your site, which is very reasonably priced, but it simply doesn't exist. And and they said, I'm sorry, like, would you like a refund? And they gave me the refund, but I, I responded and said, I would like it to be taken down. And I think every listener who has a free minute or two should send a complaint to Booking.com because the website is still up today. And, and anyone else can fall prey to booking at booking.com. And if you look at the Evergreen House, the, as I said, the photos look incredible. And it looks like a lovely place to stay in, y'all. Uh, but it's not. <laughs> so we ended up staying in a hotel that night. And that, I think that was one of our most expensive nights. But we had to because of our little Evergreen Last House minute. fiasco. And, and the funny thing about booking.com is we learned from our friend Tom McDonald, who we referenced on episode two of this podcast. Ta- this is the town cop from Kilgarvin. Yes, thank you, Mike. As we learned from Tom, who talked... Us to us at length about the BNB industry was that to be featured on Booking.com, you actually have to pay a fee to Booking.com. That's right. So all these BNBs who are trying to compete with these hostels and hotels out there have to pay these exorbitant fees just to get online, and it's really cutting into their business. And as we'll talk in a little bit, the BNBs are sort of the heart and soul of hospitality in Ireland. Exactly, and and we luckily. Thankfully, went out of our way a few in a few towns to go past the corporate logos, to go past the Booking.com, to go past the price lines, and really. Well, in those towns that are smaller than Wellington Bridge, you have to. We had to. We had to in Kilgarvin, um, and 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 luckily we found a lot of these really authentic BNBs. I'm not talking authentic like the '90s music at those pubs with the with the little. <laughs> these ones match your authentic dreams. Yes, I'm talking about authentic, lovely people, warm breakfasts. Wonderful beds, just like old Irish. Doesn't it bring back good memories? and feel, yes. So this is this is the sort of like next category that we're getting into of places to stay. And I want to encourage all of our listeners, if you can afford them, because they're really not that much more they're expensive. They're not. Than and and try, to th- try to think outside the box, too. Like, or stay outside the box, because in a hostel, you're in a box. Stay outside that box. Like, we stayed at a farmhouse in McCroom. Which was unbelievable. That those was dogs and those out of control. I mean, those two daughters who were like playing wiffle ball as we walked up. They just seemed like the happiest people in the world. And that's their life. And we could have. We actually went out in the morning and milked a cow. We did. We did. We're really bad at milking cows. So no, I wouldn't do it again. Quite frankly, yeah, but so, it was. So we didn't still drink incredible. the milk that we milked. Oh no! But it was what an authentic experience. And that pool room that we played billiards in was just excellent. Yeah, so you, you find these diamonds in the rough through through atypical sources. Like, we, we, we did a lot of calling internet research using our contacts in Ireland to really dig deep and find these B&Bs that weren't maybe that accessible. So feel free to shoot us an email at binge us 
at gmail.com. We have a great spreadsheet of B&Bs that yes. we stayed and all the people that we stayed with there because they were just so lovely, I'll yes. say. So if you're ever going to Ireland, definitely hit B&B us up for it. suggestions. Southern Ireland was the coast that get we some, walked. Get some bed and breakfast. And the breakfast is so good. You wake up in the morning and there's a full fry and lots of coffee and just like straight up hospitality. And and we fell in love. And, and quite frankly, like... I mean, I got there and I was so tired because we had stayed at a hostel the night before. And we're laying down and I thought in the middle of the night when I'm in this dream, it's like a million little stars. I mean, it was just the best sleep that I think we got. Yes. It's like a million little stars and they're just all calling out your name. They're just saying, Michael, like, you're perfect. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. Like My favorite dream. And and that's how you see those stars too. You got to get out there. You got to get out to the countryside. You got to travel. Unless you're Colin and you fall asleep. Well, Colin falls asleep anywhere, but you got to you got to travel the roads less traveled, as they, as they say in the Frost Frostonian I've, poetry. I've, I've heard that one before. Well played. So stay in these B and Bs. They're pretty excellent. We but, think they're rad. But of course, the sad point is that they are similar to the Irish pub in that they're losing business to these bigger. Corporations and a lot of them are having to adapt by paying fees to Booking.com, paying fees to Priceline and these other kayak and these other websites to, to become featured on them. That's right. Tom had the only BNB in Kilgarvin and he was having a really hard time with this because he just couldn't compete. So for people who weren't walking and just driving, you know, Killarney is an easy 10 minute drive away and people were staying there because they could find it online and yes. not staying with him, which was just. A huge It's shame. a travesty. And and honestly, wherever you're staying, try to look beyond the box because there are these wonderful older people who either are traditional or just don't really understand the business of this and the internet who would provide a much better experience than one of those hostels or B&Bs advertised online. And you just have to go out there and find them. Right. Reach out to us. Reach out to an Irish friend. Find yourself a really good B&B because they're worth it. And you save money on breakfast. So really, it sort of all equals out. Exactly. And I think one of the complications here, there's a middle ground that Tom Tom McDonald talked to us a lot about also, where there are these, um, there's, there's these big corporations, which obviously kind of have that bad connotation. But then you have this corporation in the middle that we all know as Airbnb. That's right. And And that's the third, that's the third place way to stay. We did it we did it a few times uh, throughout Europe, and most notably in Copenhagen. But we did do it a couple of times. We did it in Prague. We did it in Prague, and we did it in Cork, of course. That's right. Well, Cork. Oh, that was excellent because we were there for two nights for St. Patty's Day, and we stayed in this awesome, awesome apartment. But I think it's worth leading our Airbnb segment with the characters that we met in Copenhagen because. I mean, Veronica, if you're listening, you are a gem, and we had such a blast hanging yes, out with you. You could not ask nights. for a better hostess at a any Airbnb. Yeah, and like refugee savior. She is just a great person. But that was the best part, is that we just sort of like cooked dinner in our kitchen one night, yes. and there were four different people staying Yes, there with was us. a Swedish family, there was the Spanish couple. Oh, the Spanish couple, they were oh, great. Oh my god, they were a riot. They were... Uh, uh, excellent people. It was a PhD candidate, and the school wouldn't let her fiancé live with her, so they moved into this Airbnb. Yeah, and I think the larger point of this is that you don't really know what you're going to get with Airbnbs, because you can have these incredible experiences. Or our like roommates we in Prague who we never met. 
Or you can have our our BNB experience like we had in Prague, which, quite frankly, was terrible. No internet. There were the internet was spotty. There were there was no accommodations. We just basically got a key and a room, and the beds were comfortable. Yes, they but were. But the personality we were... was severely lacking. Yeah, the roommates were all. I don't want to call it an entire race here, but but you know they they were all very subdued and didn't talk to us at all. <laughs> it's true, and. You know, we had just a, a blast, as we said, in, in Copenhagen. So Airbnb, you don't know what you're getting, but totally worth a shot. If you're somewhere for a couple nights, definitely worth it to try out. And read the reviews. This is one of those times where you actually want to do your typical online research. And and, right. and don't, don't necessarily be as cheap as possible because you might get perks that are included, like we did in Copenhagen where we received bikes. There's things like that that actually make things more worth the cost. So you have to right. look beyond that number. Right, because if you're in a city like Copenhagen, you have to have a bike. So if you get an Airbnb with a bike, you're saving yourself some money. So at the end of this, you know, when we sort of logged everywhere we were staying and we're in B&Bs and hostels and Airbnbs, we thought sort of like we did this as a hodgepodge because there's nothing out there guiding us. But, you know, what do we want for our listeners? We want to be your guide. We want to be your star guide, your star map, your constellation. Yeah, so you can see those million little stars p- p- in the right yeah. way with no stress. Yes. And so, you know, what is a trend we're seeing and how can we kind of shape the future yes, of and, hospitality? And I think Airbnb might be part of that future. And the fact of the matter is people like Tom McDonald, we convince him to actually put his B&B up on Airbnb because there's no reason why these local good people can't use the internet and host, put their actual B&B that's not a house, but an actual bed and breakfast on Airbnb. And I think that's what you're seeing. Right. I think one of our main conclusions was these big companies like Booking.com and Hostel World are starting to take over. And as we said, in some cases, like the generator and Wombats, that's good. But in most cases, it's kind of like the death of the Irish pub. And so we thought revolution, like those ghost fires in the countryside, you should just start posting all of your stuff on Hostel World and Booking.com, even if and Airbnb, even if you don't think you belong there. So we sort of thought, you know, let's get all of these awesome little places. Well, the, the great internet. thing about Airbnb is that it's free, too, I think. So I think if, if everyone starts to slide toward Airbnb, then the people posting there aren't going to have to be paying those fees that they have to pay toward Booking.com, and you're not going to see as many scams like you do mm-hmm. in the Evergreen House because mm-hmm. Airbnb has different filters in place to make sure that's not as possible due to their unique... Uh, username qualifications for giving reviews on like booking.com where Joe Schmo, aka the person doing the Evergreen House scam, can post a review, which they did, saying this place was lovely, I had a great time. This was a few months before we stayed there and it did not exist, but they put up a positive review on booking.com. So, yeah, so very anti booking.com. It's, it's not quite as much of a teardown <laughs> as we did to American Airlines, but hopefully, just like a warning, just like a a bad Yelp review, not an entire podcast. Yes, and unlike the death of the Irish pub, I think Mike and I can agree a little bit on, on where this, this should go in the future because I think there is that need for people to adapt at least a little to technology to make it possible for people like us to find out about them. And I think as much as we were able to, we preached the words of Airbnb around the countrysides of Ireland, and I think we're going to see a, a huge spike in the number of posts on Airbnb from Southern Ireland after our trip. I think that's right. It's going to be really exciting to see, and we're going to sort of start this hospitality revolution. And I wonder sort of how 
actual establishments are going to change in the next couple of years. Because the U.S. is sort of doing it. We have Yotel, who came in from London, and they're a brand that sort of is a little more expensive than a hostel, but it gives you almost like a hostel-like pod. But it's your own space, but it's cheaper than, you know, your average hotel. So you're looking at, like, you know, budget for millennials who want to spend more than $10 a night. Yes, I think we could do a whole other podcast on this. We've gone... We've gone a little bit over the time we typically go, but it, this is a this is a burgeoning issue in, in our society. Burgeoning. This, this is really just on the precipice. So I think hop on the bandwagon, hop on board, and and stay tuned to our to our thank you segment at the end of this podcast, where I think you'll get a little glimpse into what might be more of the future. Those ones we love and those ones we hate. Exactly. So so hopefully take take some grains from this episode and and grow them into a Honey Bunches of Oats cluster. And, That's right. And, and finish this a off for us. A whole pot of knowledge, as we'll say. Yes. That um, pot in the pea of, of life. Exactly. And stay tuned with us next week. We are back with uh, some stories we heard, actually, while we were staying uh, in Vienna with Colin's sister. Yes. So if And if you're sensitive to any issues regarding the country of Belarus, uh, next week's going to be a tough episode for you. But hopefully we'll make it through together. It'll get emotional, but, you know, tears are good. Thank you to all those that made this podcast possible. Avenue Hostel and Budapest, keep doing your sketchy, sketchy thing. All of our incredible hosts in Ireland B&Bs, Jim McGee's, Apache Pizza, of course, all of the wonderful hotel bathrooms we took advantage of throughout the trip, as well as the McDonald's bathrooms. Really, really, really clutch. Ali Bar for their continued support. And thank you to our official sponsor this week, Yotel, a British hotel company coming stateside that offers private pods and intimate social spaces for people traveling on a budget, but looking for more than a hostel. Offering rooms in New York City and soon to be open in Boston, Massachusetts. Looking for a dance floor and a rad hotel experience? Choose Yotel. Make sure to follow us on Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram as always. Please check out our website at thebinge.com for more information about us and keep reading our weekly update. Yes, and and definitely email us with any comments, suggestions, thoughts, or feelings at bingeus, B-Y-N-G-E-U-S at gmail.com. Thanks for binging. Stay full, team.